0: All right, Negro Seth, Bud Elliott back again for another episode of the Nullcast. Uh, Bud, I'm in Tallahassee here in the uh, standard Nullcast studios made possible by the great people at uh, the, well, the legendary team. I see Chad is, is back in the we chat. And, uh, all is normal. So, Chad, Shannon, and everybody else at the uh, legendary Home Loans 844 FSU Loan a process that is built on uh, speed, simplicity, and customer service. And uh, there could be no greater representation of that. So we'll start off with a tip of the hat to the great people at uh, the Legendary
1: Team. And uh, with that, let's jump into it. Let's do this thing, man. So uh, first, I want to give the listeners an update on the prize picks. Uh, Last week, my prize picks did not go well in terms of winning, but I did have a lot of fun with them, uh, the couple uh, that hit uh so far on the year i've hit two 25 to ones and a 10 to one uh so pretty uh pretty solid overall and it's a makes playing prize picks watching the sport of college football but you can also do nfl baseball uh with the playoffs anything you want really it's uh it's a lot of fun man and shout out notification gang obviously in the chat we know a lot of them play the prize picks they ask for the prize picks the (laughs) nolcast army is real and they all play the same card that I send out, and they move it. And so, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a whole lot of fun. Uh, always play it responsibly, of course. Promo code NOLCAST gets you one hundred percent deposit match bonus, right? So that's always a good time, up to one hundred dollars for first time depositors. And uh, I think we can we can have some fun with this today. Let's uh, let's take a look at what we got. Oh, so they're giving us even, even numbers here. I can take less interceptions for Jordan Travis. 0.5. five. Hmm. I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to. Jordan has done one interception this year. I think PFF has him graded as like having like four interceptable passes on the year. Uh, as a 24 uh, point favorite, typically you shouldn't be playing a lot of uh, you're making a lot of throws that are putting the ball in jeopardy. And, uh, you know, if if Vegas is right about this game, he may not throw that many passes at all. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and go less than one half of an interception for Jordan Travis. I I like that one an awful lot. Also going to throw a curveball to everybody here, and we will get to the preview in just a second. I do assure you. I'm going to go less than 75 and a half receiving yards on a show favorite, Jamari Thrash which seems really risky. However, Notre Dame this year is limiting number one receivers to like 30% of their normal output. They have two really good corners. They can travel them. They really seem to want you to, to like to force you to throw the football to somebody else. So I'm going to go less on Jamari Thrash, which is a fairly interesting one. Um, let's also go, uh, we're we going to go here. Let's go uh, more on Garrett Schrader rush touchdowns. If you watch Syracuse, you realize they don't have a lot of people to throw the ball to right now. Heck, the, the tight end uh, could even be out there. The guy who played really well against uh, against Clemson. So I'm going to go Garrett Schrader with Moore. They They run him an awful lot. I assume they'll score a little bit against Carolina. So certainly one to watch out for there. That's the Syracuse quarterback. That uh, let's see what else that I've already played is still uh potentially good because I don't want to give out stuff that you can't uh you can't actually take. Um let's go ahead and go to big game burden, Luther Burden. See, this seems like a trap. 109 and a half receiving yards. I I've seen this offense ever since he was the OC at NC State. They take their best playmaker at Missouri. Eli Drinkwitz puts his best playmaker in the slot, and, uh, and and we go with that. That's a nice four box. Let's find one more uh, today that we like. Let me see here. Is there another Knowles one we should put up? Let, let's check it out. Maybe. Um, like Johnny, more than 76 and a half. Do you like Keon, more than 70 and a half. Uh, Jordan, more than two hundred six and a half. We can't select him because we already used him one time. Trey Benson over 69 and a half. Trey Benson rushed touchdown over one half.
0: One and a half on Trey. Mm-hmm. Uh, no,
1: 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5. And that's, that's the play. All right, let's do it. All right. We're going to lock Trey in to score a rushing touchdown this weekend. Jordan, less than one half of an interception. So just don't throw a pick. Uh, Jamari Thrash, less than 75 and a half. Garrett Schrader, more than 0. 0.5. If you're watching us live, really appreciate that. And Luther Burden, uh more than 109 and a half if we want to throw a sixth in there which uh they haven't even put the odds up yet for that miami game but uh, i was thinking of maybe playing one of their receivers over after how bad georgia Tech's defensive backs looked there in that ball game uh oh nice i, I had a um, pretty invested in uh, in western kentucky tonight so that is nice that that is looking like a rocking chair win up 28 uh, to seven in the uh, the first 15 minutes of the, or 20 minutes of the ball game here all right i'm putting that in let's do this thing price picks promo code nolcast i assume everybody in the chat has already checked it out if you can if, if it's available in your state all right so let's do this thing Virginia tech comes to town man a, a proud program without a proud record two and three on the season They've beaten Old Dominion 36-17. They lost to Purdue. They lost at Rutgers, uh, blown out in in, in in doing so. And they also lost uh, to Marshall. They beat Pitt last week, though, 38-21, in which was like an just an all-out, you know, all-in home run effort uh, for the Hokies at home. And Pitt, uh, Pitt looked like a disaster. Dealer's choice. Do you want to talk more of FSU's offense first or do you want to talk more of FSU's defense first? I want to talk FSU's defense <clears throat> but
0: selfishly, I want to ask you, is that report that the Djokovic moved to tight end? Is that true? Is that accurate? Yes.
1: Yeah, that, that's that's not like a fake Twitter account. It is important to note that the, the big game that, that Batek's defense just had came against a quarterback who has now decided to finish his career at tight end, tight end. because he okay. um <laughs> Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. Oh, insanity. Um He's okay. big. He's tough.
1: He just well, uh, he really can't throw anymore. We'll get back to talking about Florida State. That's wild. Uh, <laughs> well, no, it ties in nicely because that—that's uh, the—that's the team that that Virginia Tech just played. Yeah. Okay. Um, um start on the defense. Where do we? Yeah. Want to let's start? let's start FSU's defense. We'll 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 talk a little bit about uh, about this vatech offense, and then we can kind of talk about what you want to see, what I want to see out of FSU's uh, defense here. Three thirty ball game. I, I haven't checked the channel is it for, for the listeners or for the listeners and viewers at home is this espn abc do we know we should probably probably look this up um however so they are going to be primarily a gun-based team it's going to be shotgun they run some 11 you know occasionally they'll, they'll involve more tight ends but the tight ends that they have uh, their best tight end is done for the year they, they lost him in week one uh from reading all their stuff, I, I, I know VT Scoop, or 24-7 sports site, does a great job covering them. I, I love Watkins and Bowman. Those dudes are, are, are studs and, and one of the best sites that we have. It's an ABC game. Awesome. Um, they would like to use the tight ends more, but they just don't have tight ends that they like right now. So they're having to play more receivers. That was really problematic for them in the middle part of the season because they didn't have uh, Felton Lane or Jennings. Now Jennings is done for the year, I think. But Felton and Lane, they're other two good receivers our back the quarterback though is the one that makes this thing go and i say that very loose i, I use the words make this thing go very loosely like i, I you know it's not uh yeah. it's not clear to that, it that really go. Yeah. yeah yeah um he is 6'2 234 so kind of like me plus 16 pounds he is a Big now granted, like he might have lower body fat, potentially. I I, I don't know. It's hard to tell with the flak jacket. And, you know I just I I got you know 20 years on the guy. But he is a physical runner. Um he's not crazy twitchy, but but he he's athletic enough. He's not like a, a Lamar Jackson pull away from you, but his legs are the show here. And I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. Um he is a really, really uh Lacking as a passer overall, um, he's the backup. Virginia Tech starter is Grant Wells. They took this kid in the portal. He failed to beat out Wells in the spring. He failed to beat out Wells in the fall. Wells is a pretty bad quarterback for the ACC level. Okay, we can talk about how good of a game this guy had against Pitt last weekend, and I'm sure he is, you know, getting more comfortable in the role or or what have you. However, uh, I I do think it's it's notable here that I mean his passing numbers so far on the year they're pretty horrid uh, against some defenses that are okay and some defenses that are are not okay. Um, I mean, looking at it, dude, fifty six percent completions, uh, four to one touchdown interception, which which sounds good. Uh, only six yards per attempt, which is really really low. Um, you know, he is. He's a runner, for first and foremost. They will throw the ball with him. When they do, it is typically a screen or off-play action. You will get very little straight drop-back game with him, um, which means the name of the game is going to be to get to get to situations where like perimeter screens and play action uh, is not particularly scary to you, right? To where, yeah, you don't have to really pay attention that much to the run. Now, obviously those situations – the kid's going to get a couple scrambles in this game. Let's just get prepared for it. Like, he's a very good runner. He certainly didn't get a scholarship to, to play for the Hokies due to his arm. Uh, oh, and the offensive line is not very good. They beat Pitt, and they scored 38. One was a defensive score. Another one was set up by a, a turnover to create a really short field. They allowed 12 tackles for loss in their win against Pitt. Their numbers have been fairly similar against... The, yeah. Um, this is... This is not a good offense. I'm just telling you right now. Like, if if you go, if if the starters give up something that starts with a two, I think you're pretty annoyed on the day. I know I will be. Um, That's not to say, like, you need a home run effort and, like, you know, need to get a shutout. But something in the teens, when the starters are in, is a reasonable expectation, in my opinion, for the level of talent that these Hokies have. Yeah, no,
0: I think that's uh, reasonable. It is an uh, interesting note, and I see in the chat where On the Bench mentioned it, and I actually just saw Jeremiah Byers uh, a little second ago. And, uh, yeah, I do believe the quarterback is his half-brother. So that's oh, a cool, cool wrinkle. And I would imagine that you will uh, hear about that once or twice on the TV production come Saturday. So, uh, But that's that's cool. That's awesome. Absolutely. You no, know, big kid. They do a lot with him. Uh, they they get creative. As somebody, you know, a, a longtime listener. You know, I grew I grew up grew up uh, in an option offense, and am always interested to see those. You know, what what remains of that philosophy of football, and uh, they most of the time they move around people uh, to set up opportunities where you'll see uh, anything from a, a zone read to a, almost what looks like a traditional triple option. Uh, so, they'll do a lot with him. Uh, big boy, like you, like you pointed out, not somebody that's going to, you know, run past the secondary or something like that, but somebody that a, a secondary member may have a hard time getting down to the ground. Um, yeah, I, I, I look forward to see how creative they get, uh, how many, you know, if they really think this is a opportunity to try to... Show all the bells and whistles. What they could do with this kid, uh, we'll see. Uh, this should be. I agree with you. This should not be an issue uh, from a from either side of the ball from a talent standpoint, um, and the, the kid is a is mildly talented. But we don't need to uh, have some kind of BC podcast reaction where we're like, "Well, kid just gave the um, you know gave the effort of his life and kept you in the game." So
1: let's let's avoid that totally uh i mean you're you don't really play any other good scrambling quarterbacks the rest of the year that i can think of uh who are like you know seriously good good players now that leonard's out but you could face one in the ac title game if you make it that far and north carolina happens to make it that far so let's go out there and get a good defensive effort against a guy whose primary threat is his legs uh, I'm I'm curious how they play this, right? Like, I, I will say, like, like you know, Felton and and Lane are are pretty decent receivers. They're they're not bad. Yeah, actually, to the point. Yeah, Schrader's a fairly good uh, scrambler as well. And I mean, depending on on what Cuse gets back, he's uh, all right. He's he's
0: he's yeah. not what he was uh, earlier in his career, I believe. Agreed. Yeah.
1: Um, maybe yeah. He, was, play he actually showed up on Trump some injury Trump reports this week, so we'll see how healthy he is. Um, but I, I do think he's you know he's going to play um if dent is not back right and it's a with with the hammy that you you could see him grabbing there like it kind of is prudent to make sure that thing's fully good because that's something that you can you can re-aggravate and then be out another couple weeks Uh, they're going to test Kevin Knowles right like they're going to make him come down and tackle and so far the year. Uh, those results are uh, are kind of kind of poor, right? So we'll see how that goes. You know, uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. I, this is going to be a, a, a day where like I don't know how many sack opportunities you get. You'll get some tackle for loss opportunities. Yeah, TFL how many three and outs. Can you force? What we're
0: we're going to be talking
1: about? Yeah, TFLs three and outs are, are going to be the key here, right? It, it, it's you know you need to be playing primarily run, but disciplined run. Right, like not not allowing like miscommunications and, and not not cheating too much, you know, to where you're getting at. Um, we'll we'll see. I think this could be an opportunity to get some of the young defensive linemen in as well, you know, like r- rotate them a lot. This Virginia Tech offensive line really doesn't scare me. This should be a pretty good home crowd. Like we got a nice weather for the weekend. Uh, I mean, you got your undefeated Knowles coming back to play for only the second time yeah. this year. You know, sell out I can I to assure you that the Tallahassee hotels are are getting theirs yeah. uh yeah. I, yeah I mean dude like this is kind of the cool part about being road warriors for the first you know first month of the year is now you got people pretty fired up about this football team you're, you're going to play in front of I don't know if every single game is going to sell out but I think the majority of them will mm-hmm. you know like that's there's something to that like like Doak has not been Doak in a couple of years so that'll be yeah. that'd be interesting obviously like we, we mentioned the young D lineman I think Hussey's another guy you certainly could look, could look at maybe if he's able to get some reps um, in there but i i think it's a game where you probably do rotate quite a bit of guys on defense and i mean look we saw a very aggressive defense from Adam Fuller in the uh in the second half of the Clemson game um obviously i think he said in his press conferences that he's not going to you know do that all the time but it would be interesting to see if you want to force the issue here make make, make this guy react quickly in the backfield, don't let them really uh, get going. And I think it's a challenge to see also how, 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 how well can you set the edge, right? Pat Payton, like, can, can you set the edge, reestablish the line of scrimmage, or at least, you know, not yield line of scrimmage versus we, we have a pretty good feel that, that he can certainly do so. And uh, maybe get some of the young linebackers in there too. I, I, again, it, you should hold them to something in the teens with your starters, you know, assuming they don't get like, crazy field position stuff but you know this should be a defensive effort where you're limiting them to less than 350 yards right like that that would be something i think obviously you need to be watching for success rate somewhere in the 20s or the 30s probably low 30s if it gets up there into the 30s it's just i don't know man after watching that game like Pitt was a disaster um so yeah i i people in chat are saying they, uh, they don't want to see him playing around like he did in the southern miss game I mean, you, you pretty much dominated southern Miss's offense that was yeah, i wouldn't yeah I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah uh I mean, the, the complaints are probably not not to be made about southern um games. a lot of people we'll just get to it have asked about the tez walker uh being ruled eligible uh for north carolina i don't know if you have an update on that i don't I mean, think that the I've spent my day on the different. phone on
0: this. I don't. I don't have any update that's different than I did before twelve o'clock today. You know, I did. I just there was a time where in theory those two things were linked because they were similar. Blah blah blah. I don't think they are. Um, yeah, I'm a, a little skeptical as to the new information provided, or like I, or or a maybe copy of the is lawsuit. A, is it that North Carolina a cynical individual or. like yourself? A, a new information could have perhaps been an antitrust. <laughs> whispered in their ear who knows um but i i would not think just because one
1: occurred that another is um shortly in tow so yeah i i also from the jump thought that tez walker had a much better case than djax that's not an anti-djax stance it's just um do you follow dan wetzel yahoo um I'm certainly
0: familiar with him, If whether or not I follow him, I'm not sure.
1: So he, he has, uh, he's long had the line of like the NCAA wants to eliminate the quote dialysis uncle uh, exemption. Right. Which is like, everybody has an uncle on dialysis, right. Mm-hmm. Basically, and basically they're able to find it, you know, within a hundred miles or whatever to, to use the exemption. I mean, there are some extenuating circumstances with Walker or, or excuse me, with, with, with Jackson, but Walker in particular, like this, the, the the F Like the non-FBS schools. He was at an FCS school, which is a lower division school. They told him they were not going to play football in 2020 due to COVID. I, I think that's materially different. And I know FSU fans won't like that, but, like, why should that tra- – he never played for him. Why should that transfer count against him? Like his school literally said, we're not going to play football. I, I – my guess here is that there actually was new information. It was probably – some sort of documentation to that effect that they actually, you know, were able to produce or whatever, but I kind of doubt it. I, I think it's probably just, Hey man, this is a PR lawsuit that, uh, or PR battle. You really don't want to want it to have to face. Uh, and I assume North Carolina was okay. Going to discovery, which, you know, yeah. um, each situation is different. So yeah, under 350 yards starters need to be, you know, Hold them to like less than 20 points, I would say, uh, would be a an okay effort. Under two touchdowns would be extremely good, obviously. Let me see what else here. Um, yeah, man, like this is – I think this is the worst offense than Boston College. Just looking at it. They, they've not performed very well. Uh, now, maybe they're starting to get a rhythm – and maybe drones just needed to play more, but like he did play several games and the only good one he had was a pit team. It looks like they just completely collapsed. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, let me see. Do we want to talk a little congruity, a little battles in what we want to talk before we go talk about Florida state's offense?
0: Yeah. We'll just have a 10 minute talk about the battles end here. Um, sounds good. I'm I'm joking. Uh, no, always want to talk about our friends at congruity. Um, I haven't talked to Matt in the past two days or so. I'm not sure if he's coming up for the game or not. But uh, whether whether he's in person or not, uh, Matt Lewis is always a great option for uh, any business that I'm involved in, and he would be for yours as well. Uh, happy to make an introduction uh, if that is so desired. Uh, I frequently uh, frequently praise Matt, and uh, for good reason. Uh, honestly, give him five minutes see if there's any uh whether it be payroll hr uh if there's any good fit between your business and congruity, uh haven't spoken to anybody that has had uh you know anything but but a very very positive response so uh they've been brilliant in some of the businesses that i've been involved with over the past couple of years and uh will wholeheartedly endorse matt and his team
1: let's talk a little Virginia tech offense or sorry fsu offense and bot tech defense so, this is a, according to Bill Connolly, a top 50 defense, right? Which is rated like slightly better than FSU's. There ain't a chance in hell I would trade our, our FSU's defense for, for this defense. Um, I think part of it is that like the Hokies actually played okay defense last year. So, you have some preseason stuff still baked in, and they have played some pretty bad offenses themselves. Uh, they played Old Dominion, which, uh, ODU is is pretty horrendous on offense. M- Marshall had like 16 tackles for loss against them last week. Um, they played Purdue in the middle of that hurricane, and they had like the big time uh, – Or that was not the hurricane. Remember, it was like week two, right, w- when they had all the crazy rain delays all throughout the coast and all the games like broadcast-wise were delayed, and they had like a six-hour rain delay, you know. Um, and they actually showed pretty well uh, against, against Purdue. I think the weather – had something to do with that in that one uh they played rutgers and rutgers cannot throw the football like at all and uh they actually stopped rutgers run game decently for the most part but then they allowed several uh long long explosive runs uh on in short yardage situations so you got to give them some some flowers for that uh marshall they marshall just extremely one-dimensional and Pitt obviously uh is we discussed Pitt to start the show. Like Pitt is is a joke on offense right now. Like they're not really they don't really appear to be trying, uh, which is which is the problem. All right. I think if you assembled an all star team of the offenses played by the Hokies so far, I would still take FSU's offense. First of all, I have no idea who would quarterback it, like zero. Mm-hmm. Maybe Hudson Card, so okay. Not a – like a downgrade from Jordan, but not like the biggest downgrade possible in the world. Receivers, like Purdue's got the Burks kid. I guess Pitt has Bub Means. You taking – does anybody yeah. else have Keon Coleman? Correct, uh, exactly. Like I'm not even sure anybody else would – like Like would, Bur- would Burks give Wilson a run for his money? It's early, maybe. Like he does look like an NFL guy, so, you know, whatever. Like – they're, they'll both hear, hear their names called in the draft most likely. I'm still taking Wilson. He's pretty unique talent, especially as a two. Yeah. Offensive line-wise, I I kind of still think I would take the Knowles offensive line over an all-star cast of what they played so far. I don't know if people realize this. Pitt was missing four out of their five offensive linemen from the other uh, preseason. So I am extremely skeptical of some of these, these Hokies' defensive numbers. They uh, they're aggressive and they they move a lot. Um. Man, these linebackers and safeties don't look great. Like uh, the the one kid that got back, Stroman is he he's not bad. They have a stud in the secondary named uh, Delane. I don't know if you've seen him or not. He was playing corner and then he moved him to safety. He's like a top 100 pick type guy. I I think. Um. You know, like. I just don't think they've played much so far. If Florida State comes out and plays FSU football, they do have a chance to rock the Hokies world. Um, I mean, like I, I just don't think they they faced anything like this so far. And I'm, that's not me saying like FSU's a top five offense. It's like a top fifteen offense would be a a major upgrade over anything they've seen so far. So I'm I'm curious as to how this will will look. Uh, oh, they're also not very big on defense. Like it's a yeah. lot of quickness and movement.
0: And that's that's the point I'm about to make. Uh, Man, I I will have concerns if the run game is not uh, established early and often against Virginia Tech Uh, coming off a bye, had a chance to evaluate some of the some of the metaphorical Rubik's cube that we've referenced at offensive line with some pieces. Um, I think also, I don't know that anybody was like significantly injured outside of that of what's obvious, you know, Mo is battling like he always does. And, and, you know, Rob Scott is, is going through what he's going through, but I think you've been able to nurse people back to health. I would, you should be able to run the ball here. You you should be able to have some impressive stats. Um, and that's my full expectation and we can, we can talk if it doesn't otherwise happen, but, uh, I I think this is a big day for the run game. Yeah.
1: Um, Totally agree. If they want to just outnumber you like crazy, then it could be a, a big game for the play action game, right? Like, well, let's, let's see how they play it. Uh, I can't imagine anybody would try to just completely outnumber you in the box and make you throw the ball right now, given what you have at corner and what uh, what, what the Knolls have at receiver, but maybe they do. So if they want to cheat early, uh, back them off with, with with some of the ball over the top. This could also be a decent day for the slots, I think. Honestly, like you haven't really had them involved a whole lot. You've played a ton of twelve personnel, or maybe some tight ends down the seam. I, I think the seams are definitely exploitable. Uh, we've seen some teams hit them on some seam stuff so far this year. So interested to see that. I They base out of a four down front. I, I probably should have should have noted that. Uh, these ends are pretty quick, though. I will say, like they're not big, but the one kid at Florida from from UF who transferred in, uh, Pal Ryland, is pretty violent. So. Um, It'll be a little challenge at times, but a challenge in like, a, this is not an FCS team, this is not a G5 team. I'm not entirely convinced that this team as currently constructed you know, is a top half of college football team. If you are a team that is seriously competing for the college ball playoff, you should put up points. Just, I mean, you should be scoring in the 40s. In my opinion, if you if you're as good as we think you are, you should be scoring 40 something. I I think unless you're really trying to get the backups in or something. Obviously, everybody's seen the practice videos. Uh, you know, Jordan looks like he's practicing without the brace. So that's extremely encouraging. I still don't know. That means they're going to run him a whole lot. Right. Uh, but maybe getting him on the move a little more. Um, who knows? Uh, I I think the bye week for the most part has been really good for this football team. Um, you know, maybe Rob Scott gets some play time. You know, buyers, like there's no rule says buyers can't get better with more reps. You, you would only expect him to improve as the reps come, right? Like I, I don't know. Everybody's kind of writing him off, and he's not played very well so far. But, um, you you are four and zero, or you know five zero. Excuse me, four Four zero. Anyway, sorry. 4-0. I, I, I'm gonna sneeze. cool So, planning
0: on moving to five 0 on Saturday. Uh, yeah, look, man, it's an adjustment for these kids. Um, when they come in from the portal, don't, I would not write buyers off at all. Um, to do the future of the offensive line is going to continue to be, you know, he's going to be part of it in my opinion. So, uh, we'll see what happens there um, at the same time, you know, if you do get Rob Scott back and, and you can have, uh, you know, whatever, whatever comes with your tackles and, and who that ultimate pairing is uh, perhaps there's a a time where buyers could slide down and, and I'd love to see what he looks like at
1: guard as well. So. Totally. All right. Um, let me see here. Back usage. Like how much Benson do we think we're going to see how much Rodney Hill do we think we're going to see? I, I'd like to see some Rodney Hill involvement here. I'd, I'd like to see, yep, you know, maybe throw Rodney the ball a little bit and see if we can get get these safeties for them to come down and tackle the football a little. How much run game does FSU want to try to establish here? Will probably be a really important factor. In the, like clearly, they've tried to establish it. Establish it. The, you know. Yeah, I, I think a good bit. Just me
0: personally, um, I, I think that you. That's the one part of this offense that you haven't truly been able to get going. Um, I think there's potential load management at a lot of these positions that we talk about. I've, when stuff to load manage, when you've yet to get a, a position fully online. Right. Uh, yeah. So I just personally think that the run game will be
1: featured heavily. And that surprised me if you went away from it. Um, Cowboy Bob says, do we think Rob Scott's ready to go against Miami? Miami's a month. I I would be surprised, assuming no setbacks, if he's not back from Miami, personally. I, I, I don't know about you. I, I, I definitely think that, uh, um, you know, we, we have a shot there. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think it will be a heavier rush game in terms of play volume. It doesn't necessarily mean mo- more of your yards will come from it, right? Like, there's certainly a possibility that your, your run game is your sort of, like, maintenance uh, thing here. Maybe you pop one maybe you don't maybe pop two hopefully they've not been a great run defense so far and they definitely misfit some runs and have allowed some explosive runs but you really haven't had a whole lot of explosive runs so far this year Uh, but there's certainly the possibility that you hit the explosive pass against them as well uh, based on the alignments and some of the play action stuff that you could you could hit them with so i'm excited to see that man this is going to be a lot of fun i think Uh, again should be awesome weather sellout crowd uh Maybe we should read more into the pit win, but, I mean, that was a a good home atmosphere for the Hokies. I guess a a pit team that appears to be um, pretty reeling. And they also had a couple guys out on defense as well. We'll we'll see.
0: Good to thank our friends at Charlie Park. park, CharlieParkRooftop.com is the website. I've spent the last day or so just browsing the menu. uh, As I knew I was making my way down to Tallahassee, and all the different things that we've mentioned prior, and then uh, tomorrow, bud, I think I will go over there. I think I'm going to order the seared Pacific halibut. That sounds Good like try. a hell of a meal. Uh, they've got a couple different things here that are particularly interesting. Also have a burger ala char, uh, burger ala Charlie, which is Australian Wagyu, a black garlic aioli, uh, millionaires bacon jam. And a Japanese brioche bun. So uh, if you want to go burger, you want to go fish, you want to go steak, uh, Charlie Park is a fantastic place. And as I said, with the Knolls having three straight home games here, uh, whether it be this weekend or following one, I would certainly encourage that uh, that you guys put it on your schedule
1: if you are making your way to Tallahassee it's an awesome place like I, every time we go there we have, we have a good time it really all, all, all the four of the table properties do a great job and like the, it, it's it's first class service and as is everybody we work with on the show right chat Chad and Shannon Matt congruity Tarpon sellers battles in 100% uh, football Jedi 2672 says in order to look like a college football playoff championship team you have to score big points question mark question mark question mark Georgia um No, I I don't think you have to in order to make the playoff. You probably do need to demonstrate an ability to score some points if you want to actually win the whole thing. I would, however, point to you um, that the way Florida State is constructed, yes, the offense needs to score big points because I think we do understand there is a certain uh, level of ceiling on this defense due to the talent level on the defense. There is good talent on the defense there is not a lot of you know first round type players on the defense i mean georgia can get away with scoring a little bit less points than you can because both linebackers are like freaks and michael williams is kind of a freak and they're having a down year at d tackle and probably have like a third rounder and a sixth rounder, (laughs) right and both like malachi starks is a total freak and bullard is Going to be drafted really highly and their nickels good. And uh, Georgia can get away with scoring a little uh, less points uh, than you can if they just got yeah. different
0: personnel than you. I, I don't, I always could, you know, look, they've been at the top of the recruiting world for four or five years now. It's just a different looking roster. Uh, yeah. That's why I'm always hesitant for people to be like, well, how do we match up against Georgia? Well, check with me in two years. I, if Florida State is. You know, continue to recruit at a high level from both the portal and, and the high school level. Then, you know, from a roster standpoint, that's a much more apt comparison. Uh, I certainly get what uh, what Fatal Jedi was saying there, um, and and to that point, I think it was the last podcast we did that. Yeah, man, if Georgia's going to mess around with everybody, then yeah, this is a wide open year. There is there is, yeah. you know, both. Uh, a little bit of a, a complex conversation here. And the fact that you are limited, you have your flaws from a Florida State perspective, but nobody's just running out every Saturday and kicking people's ass either. You know, I mean, this is a this is a year where it appeals, uh, where it appears as though uh, the dance card is yeah pretty open and yet to be written.
1: The, I think the best team right now, like if they had to all line up and play, is Michigan. Like they McCarthy looks somewhat better to me. Harbaugh's comment that he thinks they have seven linemen who will be drafted on the offensive side um and they rotate them all in looks like slightly embellished but not crazily embellished, which is still pretty damn impressive. I mean, if you get five, like if you think all five offensive linemen are getting drafted, that's that's notable and their defense is just they haven't played anybody. But they are kind of doing the thing that you know like super League defenses do where you just – you basically shut out or, or almost shut out everybody before it gets to garbage time. Um, but, yeah, like there's not a lot of teams out there that I would say FSU is like more than a touchdown dog to, right? Like it – I guess Ohio State, but like, again, uh, you know, we got to see. Got to see. Got to see more FSU as well, you know? It's um, It's early. It's yeah, early. like – Week four,
0: but I really—I yeah.
1: know we can't. I know
0: when you play LSU and you play Clemson in your first four weeks, that this conversation is going to come up, uh, and that's a—that's a wonderful product uh, byproduct of being four zero, right? You start to look nationally, you start to evaluate at what other people are. Um, I say this knowing damn well it can't happen, it won't happen, but I would love to table these conversations till week six or really even week eight. You know, you yeah. just got there's so much of the stories yet to be written out there um, that just let it happen, you know, let it play out. And we're all going to have a much, much better idea as to the national landscape and, and where Florida state fits into it.
1: 100%. No, I I completely agree with you on that. And it does. Everybody's like, Oh, it feels like 2007. Like the hell it does. 2007. We had upsets like crazy. Do you know, we have only had a single double digit underdog upset a top 15 team Yeah, five weeks.
0: Yeah, it feels like 2007 in the fact that there's no dominant team. Yeah, 2007 was crazy in the fact that, to me, it felt like every team that was ranked number two, I think lost five weeks in a row or something like that. I mean, it was, 2007 was a crazy-ass year. Um, That would be the comparison. You know, you're right. We have not seen a whole lot of wild upsets. Uh, But what we have seen is, and and even to my point a second ago, let's let's see Michigan play a, a real football team for two weeks, no and we'll have a hell of a better idea as to what they are too.
1: So they may only only play two real teams until they yeah. Get the, I mean, well, you can't say Wisconsin is not a real team, but they're like they're not like a, you know, I mean, Florida State plays plays Duke like Duke's better than Wisconsin is, I I think, um, although without the quarterback, probably not not you know probably not, um. Yeah, in 07, I still kind of think the best two teams that year were the Oregon team where Dennis Dixon's leg just like his uh his thigh bone like falls off of his shin bone and like it was just ugly, you know, and collapses there in the desert uh against Arizona State. And then maybe that USC team, which uh, court, like that was kind of the quarterback injury year. Quarterbacks got hurt and just the but there is a similarity similarity there. Your best rosters this year. For the most part, do not appear to have the best quarterbacks. Like I think Beck's been pretty damn good for Georgia. That to me, that he's like not the least of their problems, but one of the least of their problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh our our producer on cover three also runs the Georgia show or did for 24-7 sports. And I was like, dude, do you think uh you think Carson Beck's the top three player on Georgia's offense? And he's like, no, but like he's definitely top half right now. I mean, they got, they got, Georgia's got some offensive line problems. Now they may get them fixed when they get some certain guys back, but um, uh, yeah, dude, it's wide open. You took care of a hell of a lot of business in week one. Now everybody wants to crap on the wins and you know, the Joel Klatt stuff, obviously, which I saw the Nolcast Twitter account uh called him out for that pretty amusingly with uh, just, man, all those teams that don't, don't play on Fox just yeah. narrowly yeah. missed. Wow. wow. Weird how that happens. Is, I mean, it, hmm, I don't, I don't get it. Um but it does feel wide open like tell me the league that can't get a team into the playoff now. Tell me the league who's one lost champion won't have a hell of an argument.
0: Worried that it might be the ACC, but uh you know, we can we can burn that bridge when
1: we get there. Uh Yeah, I mean it's it's possible, but the ACC had a pretty damn good non-conference year at the top, right? I, mean, if, if,
0: I just don't think the ACC gets the benefit. Of the, the, the transitive property game doesn't apply yeah. to the ACC for whatever reason. Uh, and people can, you know, you can have your own theories on that as to why that is. Um, but Clemson's the only team that would really get that at this point in time. And their transitive property went out the window in week one. So.
1: I, I, I could see that. Um I just I look at this like I, I was looking at, at Caesars and, and looking at their uh the rest of your odds. I mean, it looks like there's a pretty good chance that like North Carolina finishes with you know nine or ten wins, right? Louisville's gonna have probably nine plus wins, right? Clemson has a pretty good shot to finish with eight or nine wins. Like that that's a ranked team, obviously, if if they do so. Uh Miami has a pretty good shot to win nine, ten, eleven or shoot a 12 is not completely out of the question, although it is unlikely, mm-hmm. you know, in some ways, the bottom of this league being kind of bad should limit, uh, should limit the bad losses that some of these teams take within the conference, you know, right. By right. the way, it's, it's also not completely out of the realm of possibility that Boston college can still make a bowl, which sounds nuts because they lost to Northern Illinois week one. And they got blown out by Louisville, but if you look at this, and again, I don't think their bowl chances are great, but I, I got them at seventeen percent. Like that's not two no. percent. You know they, they get Army, Georgia Tech, UConn, Cuse, Hokies, Pitt, Miami. They need four of those. They're probably not going to beat Miami. Okay, no. obviously, but what percentage did you have them have them at?
0: Uh, seventeen. Well, seventeen. Okay. 17 percent. You can get a 15 percent discount, bud, when you go to homefieldapparel.com and use the Sir. NOLCast uh, coupon code. nullcast 23 is the code exactly. Uh, as we're fond of saying, they've got a sweet bomber jacket that we would encourage you all to go take a look at as the weather starts to turn. And as I drove down to Tallahassee this weekend, I realized, yeah, the weather hasn't quite turned down here. It's uh, still like 91. So uh Bomber bomber jacket season soon, undoubtedly. Uh, but whether it be a t shirt, whether it be a sweatshirt, whether it be some early Christmas shopping, homefieldapparel.com, uh, a longtime friend of the Nullcast and a great product that we are uh, proud to partner with and proud to brag on. So, uh, homefieldapparel.com, you can drop the uh, click the drop down tab to Florida State and uh, browse some of their fine offerings,
1: absolutely, man. I am going to get my bomber jacket soon, I've decided. I'm going to be pretty excited to do so. Uh, let me see here. If we lost to Clemson, do we consider the offense is the problem? Play calling has been weird. Uh, no, I I mean, look, both both sides of the ball have had some struggles, but I think we can also acknowledge that you have played a, a – pretty challenging schedule early on like there's not been a whole like obviously southern miss was a let up week but we didn't know how bad southern miss would turn out to be Mm -hmm. right and then you get uh, a really kind of a weird game with weird prep where you're doing like wet ball prep all week because you're expecting to be playing in a hurricane didn't get a whole lot of rhythm up there everybody's warming up in masks it could be a sign that maybe there's some flu going on there i i and, and Clemson is still a really difficult place to to win. I I was extremely impressed with Clemson. Okay, no, I I like Clemson. I bet them last week. I thought if they got got off the mat, they would you know they, they would handle Syracuse. They're like a three touchdown favorite at home this weekend over Wake. That Clemson win I think is going to look better as it ages. That's yeah. my prediction.
0: For for what it's worth, while we're talking flu. Um I think the beginning of the flu started to make its way uh, through the team in the Southern Miss game as well. I'm not, that's not me trying to create excuses or anything else. Uh, just that, that was uh, something that
1: was around for quite a while. I'll put it that way. I mean, just listen to Mike's press conferences. He hasn't been right for like a month. Mm-hmm. Go, li- I'm serious. Like, I'm not trying to drag to on him. Go listen to Mike Norvell's press conferences from like the the end of the LSU game through now and then compare it to what he sounded like last year i don't think fsu changed their mics like he sounds like he's been fighting something clearly for like a month Mm -hmm. you know it it definitely like there are other programs out there we hear whispers about too it's like oh shoot they've got flu like that's that's a real deal right yeah um yeah i i i think clemson is uh is a pretty damn good football team I, i i think you are a damn good football team too like the fact that we're debating like, are they national championship good? Can they get to that level? Can they play well enough to make the playoff? You know, you look at this, their um, their season win total rest of season is look here. Caesars has it at 11 and a half, uh, plus 150 to the over, minus 180 to the under for the regular season. So they, I think 11 1 is more likely than 12 0. Mm hmm. Mathematically, yeah, that's true, right? Yep. And there's one hundred percent a chance that Florida gets their act together. I, I know how bad they looked last weekend. There's a one hundred percent chance of that. No, sorry, sorry. Uh, there's a one hundred percent chance that it is possible that they get their act together. Okay. Like, like, there's definitely not a one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that would be no. Correction, they absolutely could continue to look like crap. However, do you know that Florida? Leads the nation in EPA lost to special teams penalties, and to EPA lost in short yardage offensive line penalties. Okay,
0: so I think on the it was the last podcast or two podcasts ago that you were trying to find a way to quantify this, and it sounds like uh, you surprised. It shocks me that you were able to. uh to to create more than just a gut feeling based off something but
1: yeah i was looking i was like there's no way any team has had like six false starts in short yardage uh it, it that's against power five competition by the way i'm not counting like a lot of tech which looks like a high school team tonight uh, yeah but among like big boy football yeah that's kind of uh that's kind of where we're going with this um so like can florida get up and play a clean game they, they played a fairly clean game when tennessee came to town so you may have a tough one there Uh Obviously, Miami. I don't know how many data points we have in Miami. There's some chance they're really good. There's some chance they're just improved, right? We we don't really know yet. We'll we'll see. There's probably some signal to what they did A and M, but you know we'll we'll see. I'm not I'm not totally sure what they are yet. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a nurse in the chat. Uh, uh, Asa says, as a nurse, I can tell you the flu will mess you up for a long time if you don't rest. Obviously, the team hasn't rested well they got rest with the bye week thankfully uh these when these guys get the flu though they do like throw them in a hotel and IV them like crazy go, go to the online class protocol you know um uh, bill says not shocking that bud's anecdote on uf was statistically accurate yeah but i don't like to throw it out there as fact unless i know it so i actually did take some time to dig into it like by the way it's not close like <laughs> mm-hmm. they're for the team that has the the game changer coordinator and two offensive line coaches. It, <laughs> it's a, uh, you ever seen bull Durham? Yeah. All right. You know, the shower shoes scene, shower shoes. Uh, I should no, probably no. explain it. it yeah. you, all right. So it's, uh, uh, Tim Robbins and, uh, who's the guy that's on yellow. Kevin, Ke- Kevin Costner. is catcher. Kevin Costner, in Sarandon, um, this is like a 80s or 90s baseball rom-com I'm, I'm going somewhere with this you got a hot shot pitcher gets called up right those 100 thinks he's, he's hot stuff Costner holds up his shower shoes he's like your shower shoes got mold on them." he's like man he's like that's slobby can't do it he's like if you win 20 games in the bigs they call you quirky for have, having moldy shower shoes until then wash your shower shoes mm-hmm. that's kind of some of the stuff going on with florida right now when, when i watch them like yeah this all seems this all seems like like kind of clownish if you're not winning ballgames with it you know um what else do we have here yeah uh the chat is letting us know that pierce is pretty good uh, Cowboy Bob says Graham is in a different room every NoLcast. That's true. We try to keep him on the move. He, he's be, working be, extremely hard. I'd be moving. I'd be moving.
0: I qualified for a uh, hotel status recently that I never thought I would in my life. Just because,
1: are you are uh, you in uh, are you an ambassador now?
0: I am are you a Marriott uh, guy. Or you... Whatever. No, it's IHG it's because okay, of the gotcha. Indigo in Tallahassee because I love that hotel. Uh, but yeah, it's cool
1: yeah i uh i'm not gonna hit ambassador this year and i'm extremely happy about it because it means i was not traveling like you know 150 nights yeah i thought about
0: you today i had to uh, (laughs) buy a hotel room for one of our team members that didn't and i'm like dude this it was a marriott property and the like i'm like is this in tallahassee or is this in you know park avenue in new york i'm not Mm -hmm. sure because just wasn't ready to pay 840 a night or whatever (laughs) oh my gosh dude
1: Outrageous. They but, they, will, they will get you. Yeah. Uh, did you alt-bet Western? Um, no, I didn't get any because I I didn't see any places that offered the prices I want. And I'm, I'm pretty price sensitive on that stuff. Sorry. Just going through the chat here. Yeah, man. So, like, oh, here's something, though. Despite the fact that Caesar says, hey, they're 11 and a half, juice minus 180 to the under. Think about this. They have the second best odds to make the playoff out of anybody right now. Got yeah. impressive. You know now. Now part of that is because the the Big Ten's bid is divided among yeah. three teams. Like clearly, you know, if, if you look at it, like whoever comes out of the Big Ten is is basically a lock, unless somehow the West team wins, which would be kind of the shock of all shock. Uh, but still, like the fact that you have the second best playoff odds right now is kind of nuts. I mean that that's actually that shows you. Think about it. Like, what are, what are, you know, Georgia's undefeated odds, right? Georgia is minus 190 to the under at 11 and a half. Florida State minus 180. Mm -hmm. So we think of Georgia as like impenetrable. Okay. And we think of the SC East as being really down, and it certainly is. You have better odds to go undefeated during the rest of the season than Georgia. Michigan is not 11 and a half, it's 11. Juice under, yeah, minus one fifty. So if people are like, "Oh, well, are they going to go undefeated?" The math says no. Really, on every single team left at this point, right now. If we get to November, then then the math will will, will swap because you have less variance with only four games left. But I, I thought that'd be kind of instructive. I wanted to pull that tonight. Like another good question from chat: Who yeah. who does have the best odds to make the ACC game after Florida State? So I don't see anybody. Um, with make odds available. Right. But if we want to talk scenarios, we we can certainly do that. Um, so to win the, the ACC right now it's FSU minus minus one hundred and fifty. So it's, you're basically having to lay FSU against the field Mm -hmm. at this point, which, you know, honestly, like is, uh, it's probably fair. Um, Miami at plus 450, North Carolina plus 600, Louisville plus 600. And then it's a pretty big drop, Duke plus 1,200, Clemson at 20 to 1. So, yeah, uh, it's essentially a four-team race, but I think, obviously, there's some chance it's a five-team race with with Clemson. Um, NC State's not going to win it. Syracuse can't get there. Wake, obviously, if you lose at home to Georgia Tech, you're you're not going to get there. Yeah. No. Uh, I think we'll learn something on Saturday, Saturday night when, when Notre Dame comes to Louisville. You know, just just how live is this team? I, I don't I don't know. Uh, they're they got an ACC win over NC State, which was one of their toughest games. But NC State just bench Brennan Armstrong. I don't know if you saw that or not. They're mm-hmm. they're going to go to MJ Morris. Yeah, that's that's a good question from the chat. Yeah. Um. Uh, so as you go into the weekend. If she's got to take care of business got to stay healthy got to work on some things I hope they try a lot of different stuff I hope they rep a lot of a lot of different stuff in the ballgame you know I'm I I feel fairly okay mm-hmm. you know you got a uh you got a prediction
0: Forty four
1: thirteen. I like that. Um I'll go I'll go forty-five seventeen. Cool. Oh. I I think there's some chances defense is, is, is kind of smoking mirrors for them. So we got anything else from the chat we want to get through here? Let's see uh grill grill master that's a good name says he's not buying louisville at all uh how much is the portal oh we can take this last one how much of the portal is going to uh affect us next year we have a ton of talent i'm a 90s grad so i'm trying to taper uh i assume temper my hopes of another run yeah that's, that's from sky ninja fsu look i i mean florida state clearly wants to uh I think they want to compete compete for a playoff spot every year. I don't think that it's like a five alarm fire if you miss out on the 12-team playoff in a year, clearly. Um, but they have certainly built a team. They're trying to do the legwork to build a sustained program throughout through the high school ranks. And we know they get negatively recruited like crazy. So are they going to use the portal again? Damn right they are. Are they going to use it to the exclusion of high school? No, I, I think they're actually going to pivot a little bit, whereas some teams are going to have to go crazy portal. Uh, FSU is looking pretty good in the high school ranks. Obviously, McCray uh, coming for an official visit this weekend could be a nice game for uh, for Jared Verse to, to have a big game, <laughs> right? Uh, certainly. So. Yeah, man, I... I, uh... I The portal is to be determined
0: for a lot of different people right now. Uh, Programs are going to continue to lean on it more. Um, The changes that occurred, I don't think are going to change much. You saw a little bit of a shrinkage of the portal. I don't think that matters at all. Um, But I do think that more and more programs, obviously, there's some obvious outliers of programs that have chosen not to partake, really, but... I think it's pretty clear that you've either got to embrace the portal or you've got to be comfortable getting left behind. Um, And I think that attitude was there last year, selectively some, but I do think that, uh, I do think that the next portal season is going to be wild because I think it is very clear that taking kids in the portal doesn't mean that your locker room turns to ish. It doesn't mean, you know, some of these things that you heard, yeah. not necessarily true now you know if you go and obviously there's there's exceptions to that but uh portal portal's gonna be real active in my opinion uh and i think uh i think florida state you know obviously is is leaning it would appear just based off the number of kids they're involved with that they're leaning into the high school recruiting and like you said that's something that they've been negatively recruited for in the past and aware of it. So
1: the one not counter, but the question I would have with with the lack of the the double transfer now, right? You will see a little bit less portal activity from that standpoint in terms of, of how many kids go in. I think we will have more suitors than ever in the portal for players. You know, I don't know uh how we're gonna have like there's that's just a limiting factor as to the supply side, clearly. Um, are we, so guys who were freshmen and played in 20, they'll definitely have the extra year still. Like, so we'll still have one more crop, uh, or one more full year of, of all of the, if you want to call them like the, we, we were calling COVID seniors. But people didn't like that. So like what, but bonus seniors or, or whatever, but bonus year kids, they'll still have that ability, uh, from an FSU perspective, there are not that many guys who are sixth year players that you are really pursuing in the portal. Like for the most part with where, and this is a compliment to the level of program that you've built, but for the most part with these super seniors, if they're like the true super senior, like the six year type guy or the fifth year type guy, most of those dudes they are good enough, they're going pro. Mm-hmm. Ba- and based on where you're at, like, yeah, maybe you take a depth guy there, but like, I, I could see Florida state, you know, pursuing, um, obviously we expect verse to go pro at this point clearly uh you know maybe another defensive end potentially Uh, we'll have to see how linebacker and secondary shakes out but it'll it'll be an interesting interesting one for sure uh I'm I'm curious to see how it all shakes out but I, I think Florida State is looking really pretty damn good in recruiting man uh Chad wants to know who is the next commit for FSU I actually don't know who I would put it for that. That's, that's, that's an interesting one. i I'm, a, I'm going to, I'm going to think about that and we'll, we'll, we'll do next show uh, with that for sure. Um. I don't know. They're just, they're in on big fish right now. Really? You know, like, like there's some flip candidates obviously, but I, I don't think they're going to take that many more high school kids. They'll take a couple more, but I don't think you're going to take like 12 more high schoolers. So, they're going to be selective. Some of these guys that they're with are, are going to run the gamut, and I, I like this class they've built. I, I really do.
0: I'm uh, I'm very interested to see if you don't have a portal uh, limit in the similar manner that you have a scholarship limit, so that you can extend to high school kids. So it wouldn't shock me to see that maybe there be like you could only take ten kids in a calendar year. Or two. I'm I'm just throwing a number out there. Sure, uh, but. Uh, I, I think something like that is coming at some point. I, I think um, I don't know in two years if Dion could do what he did. I'll put it that way. You know, uh, I, th- I think it's going to be a different
1: landscape. So, who uh, now? Do you think that that two questions? Number one, who pushes for that? Because, like, like you know, Kay Bono, who benefits? High schoolers clearly, because right now there's a lot of high schoolers that are iced out of spots. On the flip side, like, so, a who pushes for that? And B, if they do get that, do you think that they would extend it to coaches in their first two years at of school? Because right now, they basically like it's open season if you're a brand new coach, mm-hmm. you can basically sign unlimited, right? Right. Um,
0: who pushes for it? Politicians and other people who are getting their hands in the portal okay, and NIL and other things that that's where I could see this coming from.
1: I'm picking up what you're putting down there. Uh, pretty important labor law case today. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know if you're following this or not, but I I assume you are. We could probably start to talk about this a little more in the next show, but the, that Yale case is, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. some things make it a whole lot more simple going forward and some things make it a whole lot more complicated. We'll, we'll just have to see. You got anything else, man?
0: Uh, No, I think that wise little nugget of bud wisdom is uh, a, a good spot for us to end tonight. So. All right, man. Be well. Talk to you soon, brother.